Yaz. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Bear with me. Just trying to outmaneuver a Baldarian warfleet and make a sandwich at the same time. Not ideal. Be with you in five minutes. So, Adam, the thing that we have been hearing about as rumors and speculation, we all saw it coming, is now finally official. Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. That yes sounded way too enthusiastic. <laughs> I did not mean it that way. It was, it was more yes, like we, we were right. Um, but yeah, that's that's correct. Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who. More like a yes, because not necessarily because we were right, because I think everybody saw this one coming, so it's not like we went out on a limb. Right. But it's more like it's good to have it finally confirmed. Oh, absolutely. Instead absolutely. of just being like, okay, it makes sense she's leaving, or there's rumors that she's leaving. You know, the official BBC website, you know, put out a notice that not only is she leaving, but Chibnall is also leaving along with her. So they're both exiting stage at the same time, which kind of makes sense, I think. Um, and, yeah, and kind of moving it, on. It, it does make sense um, that they're they're both heading the same direction together i mean it it's i would say that it's normal that that happens but i guess it's not the case we've had several doctors or several showrunners transcend a handful of doctors um but it seems like chibnall and whitaker from the very beginning shared a very special relationship a very tight relationship so it, it does seem to fit at least the dynamic that we've seen up to this point that both of them would be walking away from the show at the same time. And I mean, we, even just in season one of their stuff, it, there were already rumors. Like they were only going to do one season and be gone, or Chibnall is going to be gone, or Jodie Whittaker is going to be gone. So they made it three seasons. And um, I guess BBC thought it was time for a change. It's kind of on par with other doctors, you know, for them to kind of do, do a three season run. So this does kind of make sense. But there was still speculation, although we all kind of saw it coming with Jodie Whittaker leaving, there was still speculation around what her final season was going to look like, right? Like how many episodes is it going to be? You know, we knew there were specials coming, but how many? So they did clear some of that stuff up, which I thought yeah. was good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we have that clarity. I mean, as a... A Doctor Who fan, someone who watches New Who specifically, I feel like we walk this very fine line of wanting wanting to be surprised and have things kept tight-lipped, but being very used to information like this being shared. And so it, it was that we were all we all had our theories about when things were going to go down, how things were going to go down, how we wanted things to go down. Um, Wanting that to be kept a surprise, at least for I wanted it at some point to be kept a surprise, but then also wanting to know ahead of time what we were getting ourselves into. Um, I can't say that I'm overly pleased with what it sounds like the final season is going to be, um, but it, I am intrigued by how they're approaching Whitaker's exit. Right. Yeah, and we do have so we have the official announcement here from BBC. So I'm gonna just read through. I'm not gonna read the entire thing, but I'm gonna read through the beginning because it kind of gives a rundown of the fact they're leaving and kind of what to expect. So it says Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall to leave Doctor Who in a trio of specials, culminating in an epic blockbuster special to air in autumn 2022 as part of the BBC's centenary celebrations. Uh, having been in charge of the TARDIS since filming the thir for the thir 13th Doctor began in 2017, showrunner Chris Chibnall and the 13th Doctor Jodie Whittaker have confirmed they will be moving on from the most famous police box on Earth and the universe. So with a six-part event serial announced for the autumn... I'm going to pause there. So does that mean the six-part event serial, which is essentially the season, is happening this fall? I believe so, yeah. Okay, cool. Which, and then, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, which now that I say that, because that was my understanding as well, I'm a little confused because technically it's fall. 
Well, so are we are we a couple weeks away? Are we a month away? Yeah, from... I don't think we've gotten a unless I missed some big news, I don't think we've gotten a actual air date for the first episode yet. So you would think it being October uh, that maybe we would have gotten that news, but I don't know. BBC or I was trying to think like New York Comic Con is this weekend, but I don't think Doctor Who's going to New York Comic Con, so that would be a good place to announce it. Uh, but this is a weird year for cons, so so yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe the it's only six parts, so that means they only have to have six weeks. <laughs> yeah, so they could I, it could be a mid November start. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, okay, so moving on from that, so we know that it's supposed to start in the autumn, and then it goes on to say, and two specials already planned for 2022, so we know that we have the six-part serial, supposed to start soon, we have two specials planned for 2022, next year, and then uh, BBC One has now asked for an additional final feature-length adventure for the 13th doctor to form a trio of specials for 2022 before the doctor regenerates once more so that sounds like we got the two that are already planned coming in 2022 we have a third that wasn't already planned but they now it's coming uh so we'll have six part season three specials six part season supposed to start this fall and the specials are next year yeah, that's every that's everything we know. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about that whole idea of they had planned two specials for 2022. Um, were they originally was the original plan that those would be Whitaker's final two episodes, and then they ended up adding this third episode into it? So did they have to rework how those those other two specials were were going to play out? Um, was there some disruption to the story? I, I'm curious about that part. And I, I doubt that we'll ever get any amazing insight into the story elements or how that how that worked out. But that is, I am curious to see what that looks like or, or how that ends up playing out. And this is definitely unique. Uh, maybe more akin to the way Tenant left than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. But unique in that the season what I like to call the season, the series, uh, for this final, this final season is six part, like event serial, you know, where they're like, kind of, it sounds like it's going to be almost like a six part story. Right. Um, then we're going to have three specials. So it's kind of a, a unique way of us seeing Dr. Who over the next two years. My, if I had to guess, I'm thinking maybe we have the six parts happen late fall leads into a special for new year's so it's a a technically 2022 yeah Uh, okay and that's special number one and then we get special number two i don't have much of a prediction for special number two it could fall anywhere but i think the third special will be late 2022 um like as a you know maybe a like a christmas special type thing so yeah i mean it it makes sense I, the, you mentioned tenant you mentioned kind of how we saw his exit play out with the different specials and and such tenant does have a lot of specials <laughs> under his belt as the doctor and the more that they the more that the specials are referenced for whitaker's finale with the two and then the third coming in it kind of does bring on that feel like are we going to get a random special a random adventure similar to waters of mars like are we going to see specials like that where they aren't really lending themselves to the larger story it's all just part of it's all just like this individual capsule story or are they all going to be tied together um but as for the timing it, it sounds good to me right like we have the new years that we we've come to expect over the past two series seasons it does make it seem like the third and final would be later in the year. And then that that second one probably could fall anywhere. Um, maybe they maybe we're like on the Olympics. Olympics. Maybe we'll wrap up the Olympics. Right. Well, I don't, I don't even know when the Olympics are. But uh, so, do, so this whole cent- centenary 
kind of thing for BBC. I wasn't aware this was coming, but so I guess it's the hundredth anniversary of yeah. the BBC. Uh, so they're kind of aligning it with that, which is in 2022. When is the 60th anniversary for Doctor Who? Oh, wow. That's 2023, uh, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So, because we had kind of guessed around, you know, there being, you know, the 60th anniversary is obviously an opportunity for for a big special. You know, they did one for the 50th anniversary. They tend to like to do these, do these multi-doctor episodes. So, it'll be interesting to see if Jodie Whittaker's final special, which is supposed to happen in 2022, so not the 60th anniversary, if they align it with uh, some sort of special for 2023, whereas maybe, maybe hers happens like at Christmas and then the, the 2023 special and it leads into, since she'll be regenerating, leads into a early 2023, like New Year's special with the new showrunner. Or do you think yeah. they wouldn't do that? I don't know. I just feel like the 60th anniversary and the 100th anniversary being so close together that they might try to do something with that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm more curious to, to know if it's going to be kind of like the 11th Doctor split where come the very first very first episode for Matt Smith, like there was no partial regeneration. He was there. It was a clean break. I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's what we'll see for the 60th, where maybe Whitaker doesn't even get a chance to cross over into the 60th. Maybe the regeneration is already taking place, and that very first episode of the 60th is a new Doctor. Yeah, that's definitely the, the way they typically do it, right? Like you don't, the first episode of a new Doctor doesn't necessarily feature the last Doctor. You know, there, there usually is a pretty clean break. So, does that does that hurt a little bit? Like, um, as Whitaker not being able to step foot into the 60th, like there has to be some reference to previous doctors in a 60th anniversary special, and maybe right? That's, like, that's, she will make an appearance. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Why I think they might try to do some sort of a you know right at the end of the year kind of thing for her final, so it can lead directly into a 60th special. Uh, where maybe she does, maybe they do, you know, kind of break with tradition and have her carry over a little bit into that, into that 60th. So who knows? I, I do think that when you're talking about Chibnall, he doesn't mind to break form. And, and if he's going out with a big hurrah, maybe he does kind of write, write something in that's like, all right, well, this is the way I'm going out. And whoever, you know, <laughs> whoever's taking over next was, I'm pretty sure Chibnall probably already knew who right. was taking over next. So there's probably some collaboration there as far as how they were going to transition. So it'll be really fun to see what they come up with, but I think maybe it's going to be something we're not expecting or maybe just something we're not used to seeing it done that way. Yeah. It's, it's really, I don't know. It's surprising to me that, I mean, we are getting ready for a new season of Doctor Who 22 or 2022 seems like it's going to have maybe some like very tentpole episodes for defining Whitaker's Doctor's story moving forward. I feel like those specials are probably going to be things that we look back on and make the decision on or maybe this entire next season, whether right was done by Whitaker's doctor. Not necessarily whether Jodie Whitaker was a good doctor. I think she has been a fantastic doctor. I think there's been some some story elements that haven't played to her favor. So I, I'm really interested to see what 2022 holds. And then right on the back of that, 2023 is going to be pretty big as well with the 60th anniversary. I feel like we aren't going to be overwhelmed with new content, but the content that we are given is probably going to be solid, very conversational episodes for us to talk through. Yeah, I think so. And I think, and you know, we've, I'd say in the Chibnall era, we've been pretty positive. You know, it's not that we've loved every single thing that they've done, but we've been pretty positive overall. And I know that's not necessarily the case across all of Doctor Who fandom. You know, I, I, I think <laughs> I had posted something about you know, Chibnall, Chibnall leaving, I think, on our Facebook page, and there were a couple, there was at least one response where somebody was like, 
thank goodness Chip Noll's out of here, you know, like he was trash <laughs> and he ruined Doctor Who. And so it's kind of like there's always that sentiment out there, no matter who is the Doctor, who's who's the showrunner. There's always people that think that they ruined it. Right, um, right. That's every fandom, you know, just like yep, Star Wars. Absolutely. Like J.J. Abrams ruined Star Wars. Well, I like J.J. Abrams' Star Wars. So it just depends on your perspective. But, uh, you know, I think that overall you and I have had a generally positive you know, outlook on what Jody Whitaker's done, what Chibnall's done. We've had our issues with some stuff, but overall it's been a fun ride. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, I feel like, and not to contradict anything that you've said, <laughs> I feel like the story has always been on the verge of greatness. And yet we haven't quite made it over the peak of the hill and been able to enjoy the ride down. Like there always seems to be something more right on the other side. And and I'm hoping we get to that something more in this this upcoming series. And one of our big big critiques of this version of the doctor is that, that the doctor hasn't necessarily been center stage. Yep. And a lot of times seems like the the companions slash friends are overshadowing a bit. So yeah. Maybe this is their opportunity to kind of make her a little bit more center stage for these specials and give us a little bit of closure on the importance of her as the doctor and her time as the doctor and kind of really what her character stands for. So, you know, there's only time will tell. I, you know, I, I'm excited to see how they transition. And anytime you have some sort of a transition from a doctor to a new doctor and now along with a showrunner to a new showrunner, well, some somewhat new showrunner um, <laughs> that, you know, it's just exciting. And I'm sure we'll find out long before the show, the episode airs, who the next doctor will be. But um, there's all these reveals coming. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the new slash old showrunner, RTD, making his comeback. Yeah, that was so the the fact that Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall are leaving Doctor Who it's pretty old news at this point. Like we, we haven't had an episode that we've recorded uh, for quite a while. So this, this news has been out there. The Russell T Daisy Davies news is still kind of old news. I think what it was like a couple weeks ago, they announced that. Yeah. About but that. newer old news. So, um, <laughs> but that one was, if Jody Whitaker leaving was not a surprise, I would say Russell T Davies coming back was a huge surprise. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think it sent shockwaves through fandom because if you would have told me that there was anybody out there expecting this news to drop and those individuals did not work (laughs) in direct relation to any Doctor Who property, I I would be surprised. Like this was legitimately surprising news. Oh yeah. Like when I saw this pop up in my news feed, I thought it was fake news. <laughs> yeah, I questioned, you know, my brain automatically went to, okay, like April Fool's. And I'm like, wait, it's not even anywhere near April. Like, what is this? Maybe it's just some fan site trying to get clicks. Like, I just automatically did not believe it. Because it's one of those things that it's almost like if George Lucas was coming back to make a Star Wars movie. Right. You wouldn't believe, you'd be like, what? No, like he's kind of, that. that's something in the past for him. Why would he come back? Like, that's ridiculous news. Like, I'm not going to believe it. But this was, you know, announced very, uh, you know, from a very reputable source, the BBC. So, yeah, pretty quickly I was like, oh, no, this is new. This is real. I think I sent you the link. Yeah, you did. Uh, right away. And then your response was, I could tell you hadn't heard yet. <laughs> no, I had not. And so, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, wow, like, cool. But then you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I I guess it's cool. But like, like, did I don't know. <laughs> like, I started to question, I guess, if I thought this was a good thing for Doctor Who to kind of dive back into the past. It almost seems like um, they're trying to spark something that they feel like maybe something's missing right now and they're trying to spark interest maybe they're trying to regain some old fans i don't know the motivation or maybe it's just purely they think he's the best person for the job but i don't know did you have thoughts kind of like the more time you had to think about it oh yeah absolutely and i think you're spot on because you you see news come through like this and the spri- the surprise of the news hits you 
And so at first it's just like, oh my goodness, like this is happening. Like Russell T Davies, that name carries a lot of weight when it comes to Doctor Who. Um, there's a lot of happy memories associated with him as showrunner, writer, what have you. Um, there's a lot of solid things that he's brought. But as more time passes, exactly what you're saying, you, you start to question like, what's the what's the motivation behind this? Like, what's the the thought process that that the BBC is going through to make this happen? Is it that idea of we're just trying to grab eyes? Like, is this really the best decision? Or are we just trying to create hype? Which, not that it's bad hype. I mean, that's 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 a good thing for people to be excited about the show. But is it really the best decision moving forward? Are we going to see the show take steps backwards um, in relation to story? One big thing that I thought of was like when he was creating Doctor Who, when he was writing for Doctor Who, when he, he was the producer, that was like a totally different time. Like thinking back to 2005, like that was that was a long time ago. Like so much has changed. Does does he really fit? Doctor Who again and I know some of y'all listening are probably screaming blasphemy right now like how could I be saying does he fit Doctor Who but it it's legitimately questions that I have like does he fit or does Doctor Who fit him um I don't know it's still it's still exciting I I think there is so much positive that he did when he was the showrunner for for Doctor Who and then you look to see what he has continued to do that's related to Doctor Who up to this point. It doesn't seem like he's ever stopped being involved. Like he he's never been Doctor Who uh, or doing anything for the Doctor Who proper, but other story elements that he's continued to write just for the heck of it, just for the fun of it. Like I don't think he ever stopped. I mean, he's obviously a huge fan, and you know, he's he's had thoughts on Doctor Who. There's you know different things that have happened, even when he's not the showrunner. People ask him questions, you know, about what you know what would he do with Doctor Who, or what does he think about current Doctor Who. So he's he's obviously a fan. I'm sure he's you know more than thrilled to be coming back. I do. It is interesting that you bring up the point, kind of like, does he fit now? Because it does seem like Doctor Who has changed so much since his run. And it did seem to be going kind of in a much more modern direction. And I remember watching through that original, you know, when I first started watching the modern series and thinking, like, this is really cool, but it's also, like, really cheesy. And, yeah. you know, some of the cheesiest stuff in modern Doctor Who is in his era, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, It, it, came, it came with a lot of camp. <laughs> right, which it. was kind of his style. And right. when you look back from a nostalgic point of view, or if you look back and kind of that's what Doctor Who was at the time, it's like, oh, that's, you know, and it probably helped that you had like David Tennant kind of carrying the show at that point, you know, where it, honestly, like there's not much David Tennant's in that I don't like. So, yep. you know, no matter how campy it was, David Tennant kind of made it awesome. Agreed. I'm looking forward to Around the World in 80 Days, just dropping that in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I was just th- kind of thinking back, like, okay, I absolutely loved Doctor Who back then. You know, even Eccleston stuff, like, I absolutely loved. I absolutely loved Tenant, But then Doctor Who did have a shift when it changed over, you know, um, to Moffat and Smith. And it's like, it's almost like if they go back to the style that Davies did, it's going to be reverting. It's like almost going backwards in time. It's not kind of moving forward in time. So as much as I love that stuff, it's almost like, do we really want to see it going back to that? Is there, maybe, maybe that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Maybe they feel like it's gone too far astray and it needs to be brought back. But I think a lot of these new fans that have jumped on recently, maybe don't think that way. So it's like, are you, catering to an old fan base only to lose a new fan base. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking no, too much. I, it's <laughs> I, it's an interesting discussion because it is, I think it's the nature of a Doctor Who fan, no matter when you've started, to go back to 
maybe not to the very beginning of Doctor Who, but at least to the very beginning of New Who, because you will always have the fan that introduced you to Doctor Who telling you about previous Doctors. So you go back to the beginning and you start watching from the very first episode. You you get to know Rose and Eccleston. You get to know Run. You get to know Mickey and, and Ricky and Amy and Rory, and you, you work your way through it. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to be impacting or alienating to the fan base, no matter when you've jumped in. It's it, that, that camp element, though, is one thing where I, I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen. It seemed like the way Doctor Who was going, it was, it was starting to push the boundaries of being some of these other um, made-for-streaming-service shows, right? Where the the production value has definitely increased. Um, the the story elements are there. They're playing around with visual effects and stuff like that. Are we taking that step back though? Like, are some of the story elements not going to necessarily serve those same progression progressive things that we've done? That said, you have shows like What We Do in the Shadows and um, a couple other shows out there that that still are kind of that goofiness that do really well and have very high production value. So. Who knows? All I know is that RTD gave us Love and Monsters, which is super camp. But yeah, I love that episode. So I'm talking out of both sides of my face right now. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> exactly. I think that's kind of probably where most fans are at, where it's you can see the good and you're excited, but then you're like, oh, wait, maybe there's a couple problematic issues with this and like maybe we don't want to. So, you know, for me, I'm mostly excited. There are. Absolutely. There's a couple things where I'm hesitantly excited, where I'm thinking, mm, you know, some of the some of the cheesiest moments in all of Doctor Who happened in that era, where, you know, I could leave it and not necessarily want to go back to that. But I think Doctor Who, no matter who the showrunner has been, you know, be it Moffat or Chibnall, it still has that camp, and it's something that always comes up, even as we review episodes. You know, one of the I always tend to bring up if the show is, if the episode has been too cheesy for my taste, right? Like yeah. I say it a lot. So yeah. I think that that's, it's, it's not like that completely went away once Russell T Davies went away. I feel like it's maybe less. And I think what we can expect with him coming to the show is it's not like he's going to lower the production value, right? Like he's not going to suddenly say, all right, let's not put as much budget on making those aliens look cool. Let's just, you know, look super cheesy. Like, you know, it's, it's 20, 22 you know or 2023 when he'll be taking over but i'm sure he's going to be doing you know filming in 2022 uh you know many years have passed and the technology has gotten a lot better so i'm I'm sure he'll take advantage of that and the show will look the same as far as production value um it's more the storylines it'll be interesting to see kind of how he affects that maybe he brings back stuff that he had going on that maybe um you know maybe moffat didn't run with Maybe he reintroduces characters that he had, you know, back in that time. Although some of his some of his best characters have been kind of smudged lately, unfortunately, with the actors that play them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, he's ultimately the one that introduced River Song. Although Moffat had a, uh, something to do with that as well. So it'll be interesting to see just like kind of where he goes with it. Um, the one has the one thing too that. I'm kind of hesitant to get excited about is his spinoff shows with Torchwood and, and the Sarah Jane adventures, uh, you know, I did not like, so it's kind of, eh, you know, he's, he was great at Dr. Who, not as much at the other stuff for my taste. So we'll see what, where he goes with the new stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because he did mention that whole idea that he was trying to run an empire to 10 years too early. Um, and that by this time there should have been a Doctor Who channel where basically all his properties, <laughs> all Sarah Jane Adventures, um, Torchwood, Doctor Who, all of them were all uh, were showing all the time and probably more things. I mean, we tried class here just a couple years ago. Um, I don't know. It, it would be interesting because, again, the one thing that I, I did do is I went back and I looked at one of his most recent like official Doctor Who stories that came out during lockdown, which was um, the the secret of Novice Ham 
Haim Ham, Secret of Novice Haim, where the Tenth Doctor revisits the one cat lady from the hospital right. that she went with the face of Bo. That story was riveting the first time that I I watched it, and like it lingers and it's haunting and it's captivating and it's so well written. And so whatever whatever my hesitations might be with with some of the other things that um, he tried to do with Torchwood, Sarah Jane, um, some of the other campy elements that he brought in, there's no denying the fact that he can tell a fantastic story. Whether it's a five-minute story, whether it's a 10-minute story, whether it's a 45-minute story, he is a storyteller, and he has the ability to captivate his audience. So if... If the one thing that has been knocked over the past couple series, handful of series, all the way back to Capaldi, is writing and telling a good story or giving a doctor a good story, I don't think we're going to have that complaint. I hope we don't have that complaint with RTD. I think he has the ability of crafting an incredible story, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and there's so little that we know at this point. It's hard to even speculate. You know, we don't even know who the doctor is going to be or companions or kind of the setting, you know. So there's 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 always elements that are consistent. You know, obviously the TARDIS is going to be there. But, you know, there's a lot of unknown. And until we kind of start to see that those little pieces come together, it's going to, you know, they're, the doctor, in my mind, who plays the doctor can have a, a much bigger impact on if I like the shows or not than even the writing, right? You know, sometimes a really good doctor can save bad writing. Ooh, that's so. an interesting take. That's that's a that's a conversation for another episode, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know we'll we'll wait and see, kind of as more news trickles out. But I think overall, this is exciting news for Doctor Who fans, Absolutely. and it gives us something to be looking forward to beyond what we're already looking forward to with these specials that are coming and kind of saying goodbye to Jodie Whittaker and then, you know, introducing a new era of Doctor Who run by someone who has already done Doctor Who. Yeah. So, yeah. And you did, you brought up kind of his comments around, you know, he was kind of doing the whole shared universe before it was cool, like before Marvel was doing it. And you know, he did he did say that in an interview, not recently. It's not like he said that after he was announced. It came earlier, you know, in the year before he was announced as the new showrunner. I'm sure at that point he probably already knew. Oh, yeah, probably. But it is kind of interesting to see his his quotes. Um, I'm actually, I'm looking at Radio Times, an article that they did about it. And he says here, uh, or they say in the article, he went on to share some thoughts on what the franchise should be now, a Doctor Who shared universe, which is even more exciting after hearing the news he is he has the chance to actually do it. And then he's quoted as saying, there should be a Doctor Who channel now. You look at those Disney announcements and all of those new Star Wars and Marvel shows, you think we should be sitting here announcing the Nyssa adventures or the return of Donna, Donna Noble. And you should have the 10th and 11th Doctors together in a 10-part series, genuinely. So he's kind of saying, you know, that Doctor Who should have its own type of shared universe where not only is there the main Doctor Who show, but there's spinoff shows. You know, maybe, like he said, something that would star Donna Noble or, you know, adventures of Doctors that have previously gone. Uh, So I think he's just saying this kind of off the cuff and not necessarily announcing anything or like teasing anything that's coming. It's an interesting idea, but before I kind of give what I think about a Doctor Who shared universe or the potential of one, like I'll let you go first. <laughs> if you have thoughts, maybe you don't, but if my, my only thought is that I appreciate his his vision right like he he looks at doctor who and what is possible with the story with the universe like he he sees what can be done the stories that can be told he sees the characters and how they can be fleshed out more than what they they have been fleshed out in the past he wants to give greater stories he wants these characters to live on um he wants to take that that little 
individual that we see just in passing in an episode and flesh out a story for them of what happens once the doctor leaves or what, what the, what happens when they get dropped off on a planet that they didn't intend to get dropped off on. I appreciate that vision and that, uh, that desire to tell a story, whether I would actually want to engage in some of those stories and have a, basically a shared universe where it was just these little things 24 seven. I don't know. Like to me, doctor who and the doctor who universe is what it is because of the doctor. I don't know if I'd be as interested if they were episodes or entire stories or series without the doctor presence in them. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe something like What If style, where you take random doctors' animated form and throw them into weird situations just to see what happens. That might be intriguing, but I don't know if I would want multiple shows about things that weren't the doctor. Yeah, I think I think I think you and I are aligned on that because I I agree. I don't know that Doctor Who is the type of type of. Um, story that lends itself to a lot of these you know these kind of spin-offs and I think maybe that's why the spin-offs haven't been super successful on a large scale like I know there were I know that the Sarah Jane adventures you know it's not like it wasn't successful at all but I think on a and it was on a much smaller scale it wasn't a global hit right uh, most fans probably outside of the UK that are even Doctor Who fans are probably not even aware that show existed <laughs> um, and I think the class kind of proved they tried to do it during the Capaldi era that didn't really take off and so I, I just don't know that it does lend itself to kind of that extra storytelling and I, I completely agree with the why that you said that the doctor is kind of central and you take the doctor out of it, it kind of makes things a little less interesting so yeah I don't know that I'd want that but also agreeing with you when you say something like a what if type thing, I do think that would be very cool. Now they had that Daleks animated show. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched any of it. No. Okay. I didn't watch any of it because the previews looked horrendous. <laughs> so it was like, I did, that's how bad it looked that I didn't even try it. Yeah. So I, I hope if they ever did do some sort of an animated series for new doctor who stories, that it wouldn't be that like I, they need to really kind of up the production value if they're going that direction with it. Even with the reanimation of these classic episodes, we've already talked about it. The animation is just horrible. Yep. So yep. I would be all about an animated series that kind of maybe followed these like one-off adventures from previous doctors. I think that'd be amazing because in animation you can do anything. So you don't necessarily even need to get these actors back. Right. You know, you could get, you could do stories from the first doctor on and have these kind of one-off, you know, animated stories i think that's a great idea i hope they do something like that but if they do they better really up the <laughs> the scale oh absolutely up the animation because when you watch the marvel what if or even some of these um you know kind of that anime stuff they just did with star wars visions oh heck yeah the animation is just amazing yep and so like you got to invest in it for that to really work and so as much as i would love to see that you know, they, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> to hope for animation until they can kind of prove they can do it well. So for now, let's focus on the one core show. Make sure that that's running smoothly <laughs> and doing well and surviving before we start trying to expand into a full universe. I don't think Doctor Who's there yet. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, even something like taking the big finish audio and translating them into solid animation. I mean... Heck, you you have multiple years of content there that you could draw from. Animate it in an incredible way. You could have a channel. You could have Doctor Who running 24-7. It would be incredible. Um, but yeah, yeah I think I, that, that's I, kind of I, Doctor Who's current expanded universe is, you know, the audio adventures and the, yep. the comics that they do with Titan. And, you know, I think that there is, there definitely is, you know, kind of an expanded story beyond just the show but it's definitely on a smaller scale than something like Marvel's doing. And I would uh, say vast majority of them are doctor centric. I know the master true. has a couple big finish audios out there, um, but most of them are doctor centric. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Although I, I've seen some 
have heard advertisements for. I think there was a rose centric one. I think there was yeah. some companion offshoots. Um, so yeah, true, I think, true. I think our knowledge of the audio is probably pretty limited, <laughs> the, <laughs> the full library of it, but yeah, but I think both of us have kind of admitted that, you know, we've, we've dabbled a little bit and listened to a couple of them, but it's just not something that is piquing our interest enough, even though most of it is doctor centric to, to take our time to kind of catch up on that stuff. Right. So if they did an animated series, I think we would both watch it. Yeah. I mean, HBO right. max has the doctor who, you know, thing now. So, uh, the streaming services are super popular. So that would be, that might be the, uh, the arena for it. Not going to lie. It's a lot easier to sit down and watch a 25 to 45 minute cartoon with my kids than to sit down and listen to a 10 hour audiobook with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or to, to watch a 10 hour episode or episodes of Dr. Who featuring the second doctor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. Very <laughs> true. Uh, last thing I think to talk about is they did give us a little bit of a tease with this whole uh, find the doctor kind of game they were doing. Um, there was now I will just straight up say right now, I have no idea what it is. I didn't follow it. I didn't know it was a thing that I apparently, and maybe I'm even like misrepresenting it, but I think there was some sort of a kind of almost like a Easter egg hunt or scavenger hunt type thing where you're finding different clues and then you, it leads you to um, something. And people were doing it on online for Doctor Who. All I heard about it is once the video, I guess that was at the end of it, was revealed, then that was available to everyone. So kind of for me, it's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't take the time to find all the clues because everybody got to see it anyways. It's not <laughs> like it was not like it was exclusive to the people that put in the time. Uh, so so I just watched the the video, which was basically a text or I guess voice to text conversation between uh the doctor and yaz or is it just the doctor talking to yaz yeah it's just the doctor talking to yaz okay so she's leaving her a message yeah essentially and she kind of talks about stuff that doesn't really have much meaning and then at the very end there's this little like flicker and then you see like the face of of what looks like maybe a future villain that will be in in this upcoming series so I don't know, like, there's not really much more than that other than maybe some speculation as to who this villain is. Because there's no, there's nothing in the audio content that, in my mind, is kind of teasing anything. I think it's just really the Doctor saying stuff. Um, did you catch anything in the audio that you thought maybe was, like, hinting at anything? The 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 only thing that stuck out to me was the whole... She mentioned that she's trying to outmaneuver a Blendarian war fleet. Mm. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe that's the new villain that they're talking about. But can't find any reference to anything anywhere for anything called Blendarian. So <laughs> I don't know. That that was like the one thing which would be totally obvious, right? Like, oh, right. she that was almost too... names the quote-unquote new villain. Um, so it's probably not going to be that. But the the flickers of the images at the end those were those were fun to stare at. Yeah, it was it was kind of a, a very detailed close up. You know, it's blink blink and you miss it, but you can pause anything, so you can pause it and take a good look at. You know, you get a couple flickers. One, a close up on kind of the eye, where it just is very. It looks like a humanoid kind of character with a very sunken, dark circles under the eyes uh, to the extreme kind of look about them and then they do another flicker on the face like on the mouth and you see like these like almost needle like teeth in the mouth yeah. so you get two you don't get a full face view of it but you get a pretty good idea of what the face looks like because you see the eye and you see the mouth uh, very villainous very <laughs> i mean it it evokes tim shaw but it's exactly not yep. tim shaw right Right, I think we right, both right. originally kind of thought it might be Tim Shaw, but then we Googled some images and realized that the the mouth doesn't quite match up. Uh, Tim Shaw has, although gnarled teeth, has kind of more normal looking teeth, whereas this this thing has these like really needle, fine needle kind of 
I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> scary looking teeth. <laughs> yeah, like very, very pointed teeth. And then in addition, it's like some weird cheekbone action going on there, an upturned nose, potentially flat. The upper lip kind of overhangs the lower lip probably a little bit if they were to close their mouth. The the skin tone, gray, blue, maybe, or just terrible lighting. I don't know. At first it was like, oh, that's cement. That's a weeping angel. But that's definitely not a weeping angel. Yeah, definitely not a weeping angel. It has like a very flat kind of nose. Yeah. Almost like a, uh, um, oh man, what, a Voldemort yeah. thing going on. But it's very like decrepit looking and almost zombie-like, but not really. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's it's very, you know, the skin is not in good condition. Like this person hasn't been using their moisturizer. <laughs> uh, if you stare at the picture of the mouth too long, the nostrils start to look like eyes. And then it's just like <laughs> a little creepy. Uh, what's that character from Nightmare Before Christmas? The The thing that's just a sack filled with worms? Oogie Boogie? Yeah, kind of looks like an Oogie Boogie. <laughs> the, oh. the nose starts to take on that form of an Oogie Boogie. So, you know, I just thought in the 11th hour when the that snake-like creature, remember when it takes over people's bodies? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. they, like, kind of hiss and, like, their mouth opens up and they have those needle teeth? Yeah. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what the teeth look like. There I'm you not go. saying there's any connection. I'm just saying that to describe the teeth. You heard it here, folks. Or first, folks, the eleventh hour villain is back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I know there was some speculation as you know that because Chip or because yeah, Chibnall had dropped the term the swarm, and so people were saying, oh, maybe this is the swarm or part of the swarm or the leader of the swarm. Like you know, maybe it's related. Maybe maybe when he said the swarm, it means nothing. I don't know, but. There's really not much to go on other than it looks it looks kind of scary. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially it. The whole audio recording is probably just throwaway. It's fun to hear Whitaker's doctor, um, but I think the whole key is just these two one second glimpses of the villain. I'm curious how long how long it's going to be before we see more pictures of this thing if we're gonna have to wait i don't know until they show up in an episode or if it's going to be revealed next week who this is yeah i'm very interested to see kind of the next couple weeks between you know just to see if there's any sort of official announcement when we should expect the season to start uh some more kind of production photos character photos that's the type of stuff you would expect leading up to a season and trying to hype it a little bit so right now, there's really, other than kind of the Chibnall, or I mean, the, the Davies announcement, you know, and then this, you know, the Whitaker announcement was a while ago. Yeah. She's leaving, and then Davies announcement, but there really hasn't been a lot of hype other than that. So <laughs> maybe they wanted to give it a little bit of time, like give the Davies announcement, let it breathe, so it doesn't overshadow the announcement of the new series, because I could see that if they kind of announced them too close together the Davies news would maybe overshadow it. So they're giving it some time to breathe and then hopefully we'll get some more information soon about the new series and kind of when it's going to start. I'm, I mean, you'd have to think latest would be mid November. Otherwise they're going to run up into the end of the year. Not that they can't have the season go into 2022, but I don't think that they would want that. Yeah, I so interestingly enough, tweet, look up Doctor Who, and supposedly there's a mysterious aircraft seen over Liverpool docks tonight related to Doctor Who. So it's uh, like tweeted by the BBC. <laughs> Wait, tweeted by the BBC? Yeah, so it looks like we are getting pretty close to maybe some more doctor who news it looks like their pr machine is starting to kick into uh a little bit more publicity mode okay okay well we will stay tuned maybe uh maybe by the time i post this this episode and edit it and post it that maybe the news will already be out and 
that would be unfortunate. But I'm looking at like I just just for the heck of it went to the BBC Doctor Who homepage just to make sure there wasn't something I missed as far as announcements. But it doesn't look like there there's anything right now. So nope, it looks like there's just a mysterious aircraft over Liverpool. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. But for now, we don't really have much else to to talk about as far as Doctor Who news. It was fun to kind of get caught up on the latest stories and news and speculate. But other than that, I think we're ready to ready to check out of this one. Yeah, sounds good. And before we completely sign off, I did want to kind of shout out, not anybody specific, but just in general, uh, we've been getting some, we've been getting some reviews on our podcast. We really appreciate that. Thank you for those of you who have taken the time to do that. It's awesome to hear. And it's awesome to see that our, our reviews don't all come from the U.S. side of things. Like, we, we get reviews from other countries and stuff as well. So it's kind of cool to see. Oh, absolutely. Pop up. Um, so we always appreciate that. And and just kind of seeing some of the messages we've gotten either on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, through a review where people are saying, like, they just found us. They, you know, went through and listened to every episode in <laughs> the last couple of months and they're caught up. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we don't, we don't have a... A lot of content coming out right now so uh, you know apologize to those of you who you know caught up on all 106 of our episodes only to f- see that you know we don't have any more in the library uh, but you know it's really cool to see that people are finding the podcast and, and taking the time to let us know that they've yeah. listened and that they they appreciate what we're doing so thanks to all of you who have who have reached out recently absolutely it it, it is so cool just to see those come through um to know that just us. I mean, we, we set out to record these episodes just as a way to, for us to stay in touch, to talk about something that we both enjoy, um, and really just have fun with it. And it's really, it's really cool to know that, uh, there's some of y'all out there having fun with us. So, so on that note, you can find us on, um, Apple podcasts, most other podcatchers. Uh, you can find us there to listen to all of our episodes. You can Leave us reviews there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Wolf Podcast. You can uh, check out our Facebook page, Bad Wolf Radio. We also have a Facebook group if you want to join that. It's a smaller group of fans, uh, people that listen to the show. Uh, you can find that on Facebook if you just search for Bad Wolf Podcast group, uh, and we'll uh, we'll let you in. And then, um, other than that, you can always send us feedback over email, badwolfpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I guess don't forget your Factor 7000 sun cream. Stay safe out there. <laughs> true, true enough. Yeah, I actually have a story for you after we sign off that's related to not using sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Too soon. <laughs>